Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Welcome to Real Presence Live. This is Tuesday morning, December 19th, uh, the week prior to Christmas. And uh, I am your host, Jack Kennelly, along with my wife, Doreen. Our other host, I'm not going to say co-host, because we are one. (laughs) Good morning. It's good to be back. uh, Yes, and we're happy to have you with us today. We're uh, broadcasting from the new studios in South Fargo, so... Uh, the window is behind me, so I have a difficult time giving you the weather forecast for today. But uh, the last time I looked, it was, uh, at least in Fargo, it's partly cloudy, but not a bad day, not a lot of wind. And I think we have an expected high of about 35 degrees, so not too bad. So, And uh, we've uh, Dreen's got some jokes lined up for you, and uh, I've, uh, I even have one, too, that my son sent, but we'll... Say we'll, we'll keep you in suspense on that, and uh, let's uh, let's start with a prayer as we always do. All right, I'm going to combine a couple of prayers because of the week that it is. So, what Jack chose for us this morning is the collect from today's mass. I thought it was timely for it is you know right yes. before Christmas. Yep. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O God, who through the childbearing of the Holy Virgin graciously revealed the radiance of your glory to the world. Grant, we pray, that we may venerate with integrity of faith the mystery of so wondrous an incarnation and always celebrate it with the due reverence through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. And the O Antiphon today, O root of Jesse's stem, sign of God's love for all his people, come to save us without delay. Without delay. Amen. I I like the part in the collect about uh, pray that we may venerate with integrity of faith the mystery of so wondrous an incarnation and always celebrate it with due reverence. I thought, well, there's... There's Christmas for mm-hmm. you. Let's celebrate it with due reverence. Mm-hmm. You know, a- enjoy the secular aspects of it, but uh, always keep it in the proper context. Yes, and ponder that mystery of God becoming man. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, the incarnation is... All right. Okay, well, I guess we have our, our guests are on the line. Erin, uh, did you say? And so, Rebecca, uh, welcome to Real Presence Live. You're with Jack and Doreen Kennelly. And uh, we're happy to have you. And uh, I guess uh, it just, it, well, I'll only go so far as introducing Dr. Rebecca Raver as a, uh, a doctor of music at uh, the University of Mary. And you have a student, Mary Sherber, with her. And we'll let you kind of complete uh, your introduction. How's that? 
That sounds great. Good morning, you guys. It's good to talk to you again. Oh, so good to hear your voice, Rebecca. It's wonderful that we can um, kind of come full circle and collaborate on something like this. Um, sacred music is such an important part of our faith and um, really a part of the world. And so it's it's really wonderful when we approach these big um, celebrations and holy days that that uh, we can learn a little bit more about it and celebrate it just a little bit more. Art is so important in our faith. That's right. But before we get into talking about the uh, Capella Liturgical Choir, uh, why don't you tell us about, uh, you know, kind of your background there at, uh, at uh, you, Mary, and uh, we know you came out of Shanley High School. <laughs> that's, that's right. Um, so my name is Dr. Rebecca Raber. I'm in my eighth year at the University of Mary, and immediately prior to that, I was um, teacher at Shanley High School in Sullivan Middle School for 15 years. Um, I've also taught at NDSU and UND, and um, I've just spent, I think my count is up to about 30 years teaching, so um, it's my great pleasure to have um, had so many wonderful students over the years that work so hard and understand how important art is. Um, But I've been at the university, like I said, for eight years, and um, the last three years I've been doing something different. Capella is a brand new choir, and I know we're going to talk about it a little bit more in depth. And you probably want to hear um, from Mary Sherber. You want to hear her introduce herself as well. She's one of my students from Capella, and I've invited her to to, to speak about it with me this morning. Oh, okay. okay. I guess <laughs> we're waiting for Mary to get on the line. So, uh, yeah, I think that's fine. I think she's in she's in the room, kind of across the hall, and I think she's. I'm not sure if she's waiting for a call or something like that, um, but I can start if you like. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, we'll, we'll bring great. Mary in after the first break. Yep, our technician tells us it'll be after the first break that we'll have. Okay, her. wonderful. Yes. Well, she's a delight. You'll you'll uh, really enjoy hearing from her. So, um, just to tell you about Capella, Capella is a choir relatively new at the University of Mary. I mean, before. Um, 2021, we did have a chapel choir, and I directed that chapel choir, but we really had um, rehearsal just once a week prior to um, the Sunday evening mass, and the, the students did really wonderful things with that, that short amount of time, but it was time to do something different, especially after COVID, which in, in many ways limited our musicians and, and their their prayerful offering of music during the liturgy. Um, seems like it was a million years ago, but it really wasn't. Um, I know Monsignor um, called me into his office one day and said, we would love to um, have a choir that rehearses four or five days a week and sings for all of our liturgies, and we would like to treat them like college athletes. We would like you to recruit around the country and we will give them scholarships just like college athletes, but to come here and sing sacred music. What an and incredible <laughs> priority he's putting on beauty and music and how it draws us. Well, it, Ab- Absolutely. And so he indicated, he said, you know, well, are you interested in something like that? And I just about <laughs> fell off my chair with joy because absolutely. Um, what an incredible idea by our by our wonderful president and, and spiritual leader, um, Monsignor Shea. So 
it, it's really an incredible opportunity. And so I had um, one school year to that year of 2020 to, to kind of build what this choir would be and prepare. And now Capella is in our third year. We are three years old. I've got a question, and I'm going to take us off the notes here just a little bit. But uh, Capella versus Acapella. I know what Acapella is kind of without uh, instrumentation, am I correct? But what is Capella well, mean? Capella, you know, one of the things that, that I did in that first year of preparing for the choir to begin is I had to come up with a name for it. And I, I spent several weeks kind of thinking about this and that and writing things down. And it was my wonderful and trusty husband, Michael Raber, who came up with this name. He said, what about Capella? And it was kind of like I had this, this moment, and I went, Capella. Yes, that's exactly it. So as always, my, my wonderful husband um, contributes to, to all things going on. You know, you do, you do this like you, you were introducing yourselves. You, you go through life and you um, do things together, right? So I was so happy for that. Capella means chapel, um, Italian for chapel, and it gives our ensemble a sense of uh, purpose and of place. We sing in the chapel and we sing sacred music. And so just the, it's really not really a difference from a cappella other than it's a cappella would be in the style of singing in a chapel. So that would indicate no instruments. Oh, that's very interesting. I did not know that before. Right, and it also yeah. it kind of gives them a place as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And we sing we sing in our beautiful Our Lady of the Annunciation Chapel um, on our campus every Wednesday morning for campus um, liturgies, and then Sunday night masses. And that's where we get to rehearse every day too. Is in that chapel, which has just got to be one of the best acoustics around. Do the students in Capella, um, do they sing the Liturgy of the Hours ever, ever during certain seasons of the year? We sing, um, well, we, we rehearse every day, Monday through Thursday, from 3 o'clock to 425, which I have to tell you, that's a game changer. To have 85 minutes a day rehearsal mm-hmm. is just incredible. We're, we're able to do um, so much more having that, that uh, regular and abundant rehearsal time. And then at 4.30, um, the university students and faculty and staff come and we sing for Solemn Vespers every day, Monday through Thursday. So the, the whole campus chants, chants uh, Vespers in the evening, which is really beautiful, and that's followed by our second Mass of the day. And united with the Universal Church. That is, wow, what an incredible gift. It is really lovely. And, you know... We're, we we gratefully like celebrate our Benedictine heritage, and we have those choir stalls that are antiphonal, um, and so the chant from one side of the church to the other is just absolutely beautiful, especially at the close of day when the sunlight streams through the western windows. Is it open to the public? Can anyone stop in and join you? In it absolutely is, and we have things to help um, folks that aren't familiar with chanting vespers. We have some uh, music and some some little worship guides that'll help them out as well. Do do you do concerts as well, or is it basically liturgical music? Because I noticed that you you did have a looks like you did a a, a little bit of a tour in December with uh, Luminosa. 
Yeah, um, we we mostly, I would say the lion's share of what we do is singing for liturgies on campus, but we do uh, do some performing at the request of the president's office. So we do a trip, um, we do a trip to uh, Denver this year, we did a trip rather, and we, we go to Arizona as well. But um, Luminosa, our trip to the Twin Cities, is kind of our big concert that we do, and we combine that with, with kind of a, a focused effort at trying to connect with the Catholic high schools from the Minneapolis-St. Uh, Paul area, which is really a beautiful thing. So how do you connect with them, Rebecca? Do you go to their schools, or do they all gather at the Basilica or the Cathedral? Well, and, you know, I, I can't take all credit for this. Our, our music department, our University of Mary music department, is really great at this as well. They take a fall tour, and they actually um, visited, oh, I, gosh, I think it was eight or nine of these schools on their tour, and they would go and collaborate with them and give them a concert, and sometimes the school would sing for them as well. And so when we come in December, all of these schools are really already primed because um, we're seeing them for a second time. So we do stop at some schools, um, but in this case this year, we had six schools that were part of the Luminosa concert with us. Are you kind of uh, keeping your eye open for uh, prospective uh, choir members when you're at these schools? Oh, 100%. Um, I had auditions, in fact, while I was while I was doing school visits a couple weeks ago in the Twin Cities area. Yeah, um, I'm always looking for um, these skilled musicians who have a particular heart or devotion for sacred music. Um, and, you know, I know that they're out there. They are serving their churches, their parishes, they're volunteering, they're singing with their church choirs. I know they're out there, and I just hope that they know about us so that they can, um, they can do an audition for Capella. What a great way to expose them to the beauty of what you're doing at the University of Mary, you know, in, in meeting with them yeah. on their campuses. Yeah, we're, we're coming up on a break in, in just a couple of minutes, Rebecca. We're talking, uh, for our listeners, we're talking to Rebecca Raber at the University of Mary about their Capella Liturgical Choir. And uh, maybe after the break, we'll talk a little bit more about recruiting and uh, what that process is, because it looks like you have pretty extensive auditions and uh, uh, pretty stringent uh, requirements for being in the choir. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, with that, I guess we're going to the break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. the best of both worlds, an MBA and a master's degree in philosophy. The University of Mary offers one degree that combines world-class business training with a careful study of life's deepest questions through their combined MBA, MA, and philosophy program. By earning one degree in both philosophy and business online, you will rigorously engage the big ideas needed to address professional challenges. Visit catholicprofessional.life. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. In Acts 1-8, Jesus tells the disciples to go back to Jerusalem. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. 
The word translated as power is also the root for our word for dynamite. Jesus is promising an explosive power that will enable us to witness to the nations and live a powerful Christian life. That same powerful Holy Spirit is received in baptism and confirmation. As baptized and confirmed Catholics, we already have all we need to live life through the power of the Holy Spirit. If we remove the obstacles of our own understanding and lack of preparation and move with the Holy Spirit into the mission He has given us, we will change the world. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Okay, we're back. Interesting and uplifting and extraordinary. Real Presence Live with Jack and Doreen Canelli as your hosts. And we're talking to Rebecca Raber and we have Mary Sherber with her. And uh, But before we get back to our guest, I, I've got a, a joke here that my son sent and I figured I'd better better get it on the air before i forget and it's uh because we have people send us jokes every once in a while why was e the only letter in the alphabet to get a christmas present and i'm looking at doreen and aaron for an answer but rebecca you and mary can try and answer that one too if you want to but (laughs) we don't want a lot of dead air so the answer is because of the rest because the rest of the letters were not e (laughs) <laughs> I get oh, it. dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Was that Connor's wow. joke? We, yes, we, it was Connor's joke. Oh, your former student. We get, <laughs> we get paid for our commentary, not our yeah. jokes. Okay, I have, I have a quickly a music joke. And this one is only for Rebecca or Mary, right? <laughs> okay. How many concert masters does it take to change a light bulb? Mm, how I many? Think I think I know the answer to this. Oh, I bet you do. <laughs> I think I've heard this one. I, and the answer is one, because they just hold it in place and the world revolves around them. Oh, that's close. It's just one, but it takes four movements. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, both answers work, I they think. They do. Right? Yes, they do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that reminds me of another joke, but maybe I shouldn't Save say Save it. Okay. <laughs> I want to learn about Mary. Okay. Okay. Well, go ahead. I'm, I'm looking at you, Doreen, to oh, no, well, lead Mary yes. in with this discussion. Rebecca, I don't know, Rebecca, if you're going to introduce Mary to us or if Mary will introduce I think, herself. I think that she she will probably introduce herself. Is she on the line? Yes, I would love to. Oh, great. Um, well, thank you very much for having us. Um, so my name is Mary Sherber. I originally am from West St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, that's where I grew up, uh, lived there basically my whole life. Uh, I'm the oldest of 10. Um, I have lots of little siblings at home. I love going back to visit them. Um, I was a graduate of Chesterton Academy of the Twin Cities, 
um, in 2020, and then discerned a little bit with the Sisters of Proclusi Sancta, and then did a discernment 180, and discerned <laughs> out, and uh, then came to the University of Mary, where I am now a senior studying music and Catholic studies. Um, I've been a part of Capella ever since it's been founded, so for the past three years. Um, it's been such a joy to be a part of, and I'm excited to be speaking on it with you guys today. Well, welcome. Thank you. It's so nice to have you. How many how many members are in the choir? Uh, there are 27, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, Dr. Aber. <laughs> 28. 28. That's right. We've been changing numbers the past few years, so every year I have to update the number in my mind. <laughs> what attracted you to that, Mary? Um, I guess, so originally I found out about the choir from my parish priest, um, Father Cregan at St. Joseph's in West St. Paul. Um, I was a cantor at Mass there and sang chants on a regular basis. Um, and he approached me one day after Mass and said, uh, there's this choir that's auditioning new members and they're offering very large scholarships and I think you should apply. And I kind of thought to myself, that sounds great, but I don't think I'll ever get into that. <laughs> um, and But I went along and I applied. Um, and I guess the thing that really attracted me to it was the focus on sacred music um, and the fact that they were a very serious choir that practiced 85 minutes a day um, and really focused on our devotion to the Lord in the Eucharist um, and promoting His presence in the Eucharist and in the Mass through the beauty of evangelization through music. Um, yeah, and when I guess... Honestly, Capella was the reason I came to the University of Mary. Um, they made it financially av- uh, financially possible for me to attend the university, um, which was another huge blessing in my life. Um, well, this choir, yeah, those were the initial things that attracted me. To. Yeah, it's not. It sounds like it's not your run-of-the-mill uh, extracurricular activity. And uh, before the break, we said we'd talk a little bit about the uh, the recruiting process and the audition process which looked to be quite rigorous yes it it was it was quite intimidating although as any of the members in capella could tell you we all thought we failed the audition and yet we still got in so that's hope to anyone auditioning <laughs> <laughs> sounds <laughs> encouraging yes sounds like law school yep. finals <laughs> <laughs> that's right no. um but yeah it's I guess Dr. Aver can probably speak more on the specifics, but I remember when I auditioned, I had to submit um, a couple recordings of different pieces that were pre-recorded. So I think I sang an Italian aria and then a spiritual um, and then a Latin chant. Um, And then there was an in-person portion of the audition. Um, I actually did mine virtually over Zoom um, because I couldn't make it to North Dakota in time for the audition. Um, And that involved things like sight reading or... Um, picking out a note in a chord um, and uh, I guess just ear training things and gave Dr. Ebert a feel for the auditionee um, and their history in music and their willingness to learn more music. Did the Chesterton Academy or does the Chesterton Academy have a choir? Yes, they do. They have, so they have kind of a unique music program. Um, They have one concert choir um, that is required for all of the members at the school all four years. So every student at Chesterton Academy takes choir for all four years. They also have an extracurricular chamber choir that is auditioned, um, but it's really special that every single student sings. So that's kind of where I was introduced to music um, 
through Nick Chalmers at Chesterton, um, kind of being roped into it <laughs> because <laughs> I had to, um, but I loved it. Do you, do you need to be a music major to be a member? You do not have to be a music major. In fact, I think there are only about less than a third of the members in Capella are music majors. Um, there's lots of business majors, uh, pre-med majors, um, engineering majors, all sorts of majors from all the different schools at the university. That's a wonderful thing that um, people from all those different majors have that interest and that, that desire and you know they'll take it into their lives after college and into their communities and their parishes and um, after having that experience. Yes, it really is such a wonderful thing. And, and it's, it's it feels very... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so I was just saying that it's also a very beautiful thing to, to have students who are studying in certain fields, but to also use their musical gifts. To, that we have such a, a beautiful, it's such a beautiful element of humanity that you can do more than one thing and you can do more than one thing well. And I think that having the diversity of all those programs just makes for a very interesting um, ensemble. And uh, they also, when we do outreach with students, they're very, very easily able to, to connect with those students and help them with any questions they may have in their pre-college planning. It's just a beautiful thing to watch them interact with all of these high school students. Now, when you're talking about liturgical music, at least for somebody like me, that kind of conjures up images of the older forms. And I'd be curious to know if that's the case, and how do the students at UMary, uh, how are they responding to it? Well, um, I would say that we pretty much, um, I would say that our unique gift as Capella is that we try very, very hard to connect our music to authentic prayer and to the Holy Scriptures. And so when I'm planning and choosing music, I'm, I'm looking at the readings, and nothing gives me almost greater joy than having the music connect exactly with a reading or, or with one of the homilies um, from the priests that we have. Um, because then the students, I mean, that's really ultimately our job in whatever form it's celebrated. Our job is to help students pray and to pray ourselves, of course, because it's not, it's not a performance, it's sung prayer. And so we want to make sure that we realize each and every, every day before we um, go out for Mass that it is a sung prayer and that our hearts and minds are focused on music's gift across the ages, as our pre-mass prayer says, um, to unite our hearts and our minds um, to, to sing for the greater glory of God and to evangelize through beauty. And a beautiful way to really live that liturgical calendar that is so much a part of, of our faith, too, that, that walks us through um, the life of Christ and, and our um, even heritage from, from the Old Testament. Absolutely. And so Luminosa, just jumping back a little bit, was so beautiful because after we um, finished our big concert, which was in the Cathedral of St. Paul with candlelight and six choirs, six high school choirs and um, a string quartet, and then we had narrated sacred poetry and scripture throughout 
Um, that that probably sounds familiar to you folks who had been to my family concert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then Sunday morning we woke up uh, bright and early and we traveled to sing for Mass in Alexandria, Minnesota. Mm. And then we did a service concert and then we did a short concert in St. Vespers at St. Anne and Joachim Church in Fargo. So that was really fantastic. And and we just sang our last Mass this Sunday, um, the last Mass that students will have on campus together, Sunday Mass. And I think that maybe you have a piece of music from that that we might be able to share, a piece of Advent music. Is that right? Yes, I, I think Aaron is going to... After the break, we got a break coming that up and put it okay. on after the break. Yeah, we'll cue yes. it up for that after sounds, the break. That sounds great. Would you want to say so, a little something in the next minute about what the listeners will be listening to? Oh, Absolutely. So this is this is a piece I'd say um, Mary would probably confirm that this is one of the favorites of the choir. It's called Ece Novum, mm-hmm. um, and it's by a Norwegian composer, Ola Yelo. Um, and we we recorded this um, with our own string players. We have seven um, seven uh, singers in each section: soprano, alto, tenor, and bass. And we are well, we're lucky enough, but also I was putting an ear on it for auditions. Um, to to also award students higher scholarships if they have other skills. And I have a full string quartet in my choir. The only bad part about it is that they're all sopranos, so when you take them all out to play the string parts on this piece, we only are left with three sopranos, but they did such a wonderful job of balancing it. It's really a lovely piece. Oh, I look forward to hearing it in just a few minutes. Okay, well, we're, 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 let's go on to the break in about eight seconds. And uh, you're listening to Real Presence Live, and we're talking to Rebecca Raper and, uh, okay, Mary Sherber, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. My notes slipped away from me, but uh, we'll be back in just about uh, two minutes. So stay with us for more Real Presence Live. Local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to Real Presence Live anytime on any podcast platform? Just search for Real Presence Radio on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and on the Real Presence Radio website. Then subscribe so you don't miss any future shows. If you like what you hear, give us a good rating so other people can find us as well. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. And uh, I remember when uh, they came around looking for donations at the churches when they were trying to get it started. And it really hit me when, I don't even remember who it was, came around, but it was just like, I think that I need this. Because I wanted to be be fed. Uh, I wasn't taking time to read my Bible or any of that, but I just knew it was like, well, if I could listen to stuff on the radio like he talked about, and so it, it was everything that it said and more, you yeah. know, in all reality. It so, doesn't take a lot of effort to turn it on. It does not take a lot of effort. You know, sometimes, really, it, I'm going to back up on that and say it, it, it almost does, because if you want to be drawn in and contemplate what is all being said on the radio. There's a lot of stuff that gets kind of deep. It's like, well, it makes you contemplate. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, okay, am I, am I ready to, to take this food in and digest it and all that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the spiritual food. So, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been really 
good for me from, from my faith walk. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. The American Academy of Optometry recommends that all children receive eye exams every two years, beginning at six months old. As one of North Dakota's only fellowship-certified pediatric optometrists, it is my mission to ensure that children are screened for preventable eye conditions like lazy eyes, cataracts, and eye turns. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for children and adults, and you don't need vision insurance to book an appointment. You can schedule your appointment online at www.lumen.com. Vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. did not want that to end. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is like, must be really close to the music they say we're going to hear when we enter the yeah. gates of heaven. If you just tuned in, uh, that's the uh, Capella Liturgical Choir from the University of Mary, and we have with us Rebecca Raber and Mary Sherber. Uh, Rebecca is the director, and Mary is a, a student and a member of the Capella uh, Liturgical Choir, and that was a a number called Ecce Novum. Rebecca? Yes. Oh, gosh, that's one of our favorites. And that was uh, recorded in our chapel. It's not a professional recording. It's just a little recording I did. But um, <laughs> it's just the most beautiful place to sing. And, I'm gosh, I'm just so proud of the students. Mary, you guys did such a great job. It was okay. a pleasure to sing. <laughs> oh, um, okay, I have a... A practical question to ask because yes ma'am do you sell your recordings 
we do not, <sighs> but we happily share them, you know, for the good of the kingdom. So um, we have we have recordings out, um, and if you go to our our uh, website, you can find links to all of all of that. Really, so what is the website? Yeah, it's um, Capella with two P's and two L's. It's commonly mis- misspelled. Capella, you marry. Dot com. You'll find links to the auditions, which is the most important thing for any students or families listening out there who thinks that they're, they may have a singer that, that uh, could be in this group. Uh, there are links to that. There are links to photos and recordings and our social media and, of course, to our wonderful university to apply for admissions. And, and all, all of that can be found at capellaumary.com. Here's another question. Are all of the members of the choir uh, scholarshiped, or do you have walk-ons? And is there, do you limit the number? Um, okay, let me try to remember all of these questions. Um, <laughs> so, so, yes, they are all scholarshiped. Um, they, they can be a varying amount depending on the, the quality of their audition, as well as if they have some of those extra or special skills that I mentioned. Perhaps they're proficient in chant, like Mary Sherber is. She has a bump in her scholarship because um, she does work with chant. Or maybe they're a fine cellist. They can get more scholarship dollars if they play at a collegiate level. So we have varying amounts, but they all have scholarships. Um, Walk-ons are certainly uh, possible, especially if I have a particular need. I mentioned I have seven singers from each voice part, but if for some reason I feel like I need another bass, which I always seem to have that need. I really like that bass sound. Um, we can always add people, and if we don't have the scholarship money, we can offer the, the opportunity, which is incredible, even without the scholarship dollars. I have had several students say that they would do it even without that, which is a testament to their good nature and their devotion to sacred music. But, yeah, we can have walk-ons. Um, our numbers, we started at 20 for the first year, and that was on purpose because I didn't want everybody to be graduating kind of all in the same year. That would be a lot of recruiting and replacement. Um, And I also recruited some students that were maybe sophomores or juniors that year, so we could kind of have that turnover in a manageable way. Um, And then this year we are up to kind of our full complement of 28 singers, seven from each section. A question I have is, um, you know, Beauty is such um, a, an instrument of conversion of heart, and I'm wondering um, if you have any students that are not of the Catholic faith participating in Capella. You know, we have um, we have in our previous years. I don't think we do this year, but it certainly is open to anybody that has a strong faith and understands the power and capacity of music to, to move the heart and mind and point towards Christ. Another question I have is, are any faculty members a part of Capella, or is it all students? No, it is all students. Back in the old days when I was directing chapel choir, I did have faculty members and staff members sing with the choir, but this is all for students. It's very much built on kind of this college sports paradigm. We travel as a team, you know, there's certain kind of uniforms other than the the robes, the blue robes that we wear for our uh, Sunday night masses and fest 
like festive days. We have we have matching uh, travel gear and all that kind of stuff. So it's wonderful. Now, uh, have you done much traveling? I know you mentioned the uh, the Twin Cities and and some other things, but uh, it looks like maybe you've done some international touring as well. We have. Um, so kind of just a short recap of the years we go to to Denver. This last fall, we went to Denver. We did school visits and some recruiting visits and visited with students and families. Um, we went to St. John Vianney Seminary and prayed Vespers with them. And then saying we had a fun collaboration with one of their seminarians who had composed a piece and wanted our help in recording it. Um, so that was fun. We, we were able to pray morning prayer at the Mother Cabrini Shrine, which was terrific. Um, and, of course, we did Luminosa, which we mentioned, but we have some travel coming up in a couple months to um, Phoenix, Arizona for our campus, Mary College at ASU. Um, so we will go down there and do some school visits and then sing for the social and sing for mass um, and then go sing for more mass at Palm Springs before we fly home. Have you been uh, to, over to Europe? We have. We just went this last spring um, in May. We traveled with uh, the rest of the music department um, at the University of Mary. So the concert band and the concert choir um, went, and then also some other smaller ensembles, instrumental ensembles, and capella. We all went over to Spain and to France. Um, gosh, where did we go, Mary? Barcelona, um, yes. Evora. Evora, yep. which is basically like the Pisic, North Dakota of Italy, or of Spain, <laughs> excuse me. They had about 100 people in the town, and I think there were 90 of them in the church when oh. we sang. <laughs> yep, and we went to Montserrat and Zaragoza um, and Lourdes and Toulouse, and we had just the most amazing experiences singing in these places, partly um, because of the good fellowship of the whole community of the, the music department, it was so fun to travel together. There were about 80 of us, I think, but also mm -hmm. because we stopped in some pretty special places. We were able to sing for Mass at La Sagrada Familia in Barcelona, and then we sang at the site of Three Eucharistic Miracles, which was um, really a dream, because when we found out from the tour company, which cities we were going to be stopping in, I started to research um, where some of the Eucharistic miracles of Europe were, and um, two of the places that they had suggested were, were sites of miracles, and then one was kind of on the way, so we asked if we could stop there, and we sang our Eucharistic music, because we have a special project, Capella does, with Eucharistic music these last two years, and we asked to sing those pieces at those sites of Eucharistic miracles. So that was really incredible. Wow, in this perfect time, in this, these three years that are, are directing our attention to the, the, the miracle of the Eucharist. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yes. And, and Mary, I know that Mary had a particular, um, a particular love for our very last stop on tour, so maybe she can um, share about that. She has a devotion to, to Thomas Aquinas, and um, that was the last stop on our tour. Mary, would you mind sharing? I would love to, yes. So in Toulouse, we had the privilege of stopping at a small church, um, at, and it had the tomb of St. Thomas Aquinas in it, um, and it was such a blessing to sing there. We sang 
O Sacrum Convivium, um, and we sang, let's see, I personally got to sing Adorote Devote, which is a Latin chant that was written by Thomas Aquinas, um, and it was such a blessing to be able to sing that text and many more of the texts that Thomas Aquinas himself wrote um, at his the site of his tomb. And oh. given that Thomas Aquinas is a patron saint of students, how perfect was it that we are all all of us student singers were there singing his text at his tomb? Oh, that is it's so such beautiful. A I have goosebumps. Yeah. Um, what is the song that you'd like us to um, to share with our listeners um, coming up after the break? Sure. Um, we have um, a piece called "O Taste and See" by Ralph Vaughan Williams, and it features one of our singers, Sophia Alquist, as a soloist. And we sang that piece at Aquinas' tomb, even though it's not, it's not his text. We sang as many Eucharistic pieces as we could before the security guard started looking at us, <laughs> <laughs> trying to move us along. But this was, um, this was a really beautiful piece in that acoustic. All right, we'll have that okay, entire we'll have piece. Right after this after break. And I'm, I'm going to be. T- I'll be talking to Brenda Breen about your comment about Pisic, North Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> okay, I guess we're coming up to the break right now. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Your hosts are Jack and Dreen Canelli. We're talking to Rebecca Raber and Mary Sherber from the University of Mary. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Let us run to Mary and as her little children cast ourselves into our arms with a perfect confidence. St. Francis de Sales. Join together with families across the local area for the Rosary, nightly here on Real Presence Radio. On Wednesday through Monday nights, tune in at 8 p.m. Central and on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Central. Gather the whole family together and pray this powerful prayer with us. Join us for the Rosary Wednesday through Monday at 8 p.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central here on the RPR Network. Have you ever wondered if your family's past struggles have affected you personally? I'm Father Chris Alar. You and your ancestors are all part of the body of Christ, so you should desire healing for them for the consequence of their past sins. Evidence suggests that these consequences can even be passed down through generations. While God does not hold you personally responsible for the sins of your ancestors, He does allow the effect of their deeds to reverberate from one generation to the next. The sins or sanctity of your family members may impact you, so learn how to break free from any sinful bonds in your life. There is hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost. And to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. At the University of Mary, we offer an education for the whole of life. Our values-based, flexible, and affordable education will prepare you for success and help you become a leader in your field. Whether you want to start your degree for the first time or continue your education, whether you are a working professional or want to pursue school full-time, join us for an education that will help you make a positive impact in our community. Discover the Mary difference. Umary.edu. That's umary.edu.
Okay, that was O Taste in C, performed by the Capella Liturgical Choir at the University of Mary, directed by Dr. Rebecca Raber, who is on the phone with us, along with uh, Mary Sherber, one of the choir members. So, welcome back to Real Presence Live. Wow. Thank, thank you so much for playing that. It's, it's really a joy to share this Eucharistic project. It's something we've been working hard on um, last year and this year, and and um, we've really tried to support the National Eucharistic Revival, but even more so just to support and encourage the devotion in our own hearts and with our own students and people on campus. Um, so we're singing lots lots and lots of Eucharistic music um, and by a variety of composers and from a variety of eras. But more than that, we have actually allocated part of our budget to commission two brand new pieces of art from composers. Last year, we, we commissioned um, Michael John Trotta to write us a piece on the Ave Verum Corpus text, and he composed us the piece especially for Compella, and we premiered it last spring at our Vocations Jamboree. Um, and then performed it all over um, our travels, um, both in the U.S. and um, internationally. We got to sing that piece in those sites of Eucharistic Miracles. And then this year we commissioned another composer, Philip Stopford, to write us a composition on O Sacrum Convivium, and we premiered that um, October 15th um, in our chapel for Mass, and uh, we've been singing it and intend to sing it on our travels as well. I think we've got that one queued up, don't we? Oh, oh, oh I thought we did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Miscommunication here. Oh, shoot. Oh, he'll get well, it. Okay. You know, well, Aaron's going to work on a- getting Aaron's it. Aaron's going to get it. Yep. So you, uh, let's you can't tease our listening audience by describing such a beautiful work yeah. <laughs> and then um, not letting them listen. Not letting, and, yeah. and, you know, they're, they're similar in that they are kind of quintessential Eucharistic texts, but they're so different in settings because, of course, um, each of us as artists has such a particular gift um, when we're working in the world. You know, JP2 has such a beautiful letter to artists, mm-hmm. and um, he calls us craftsmen in what we, what we do to manage the gifts that God has given us. Not manage, but to, to share the gifts mm-hmm. and to fully develop the gifts. And so they're, they're different pieces of music. So I, I think I sent both of them, so maybe we can p- play an excerpt eventually of both Ave Verum Corpus and Osacrum Convivium, but it was such a fulfilling um, project because we got to have a Zoom call with both composers. So Michael John Trotta is from the New York City area. He Zoomed in and listened to us sing it and gave us some, um, some information about why he wrote the piece in a certain way, and, and we Zoomed with Philip Stopford from London, England one day as well. He stayed up late to um, video chat with us and listen to us and gave us some direction. And and both composers just really understood in a beautiful way what we were trying to do through this project. And I think it was super interesting for the students to be part of kind of living art. You know, it's not a new idea to commission a work of art for the church. Mm-hmm. Certainly, you know, fantastic works of art like the Pieta sculpture, Michelangelo, or other, other great artists, musical and visual have done this for many years, um, but it feels kind of fun 
to be part of that in the present day, to, to commission something as a treasure or a piece of beauty for the church. Uh, Mary, I think you enjoyed it especially. I Yes, I did very much. And on that same note, uh, it's so crucial that we're singing Eucharistic texts um, because when you put a text to music, it has a way of staying ingrained with you. My husband Ryan is the quintessential example of this because we'll come back from Sunday Mass and he'll be humming the, whatever song we sang for the next two to three days, and we'll be like, oh, what was that text? What was that text? And it's, it's the process of just absorbing the melody of the music. Um, and then as a consequence of that, you're also absorbing the beautiful sacred text, and it becomes really a prayer that pops into your head throughout the day, which is such a blessing. Mary, I was, that's interesting you would say that. I was going to ask you if you could describe the spiritual experience that you have in being a part of this choir while you are rehearsing, preparing, and I hate to use the word performing, but <laughs> performing. Yeah, so it's, I often think when I'm singing with this choir that it's really an experience of the communion of saints because mm. there's all, of, all 28 of us from all different disciplines and all different walks of life from all across the country, and we're all brought together into one team singing praise to God, which is what heaven is. It's like many of the many of the church authors, church uh, doctors of the church say things like, heaven is a constant song of praise, or we'll be singing with the choirs of angels. Um, and it's really, we're bringing together all these different people for one mission, which is one praise of our God. Um, and I really feel that in the rehearsal process as well. And as Dr. Ma- Dr. Aber previously mentioned, um, she really encourages us to take the text to heart and individualize them or personalize them to make them a personal prayer. Um, and I, I guess I like to think that we're not a performing choir, we're a ministering choir. Um, and when we sing for Mass, we're really singing for Jesus, and we're elevating all of the souls around us to Him for His glory. Right. I, ha- I heard a... a- a director once say, and this was another liturgical choir that our other son was in, um, and he said that when Vatican Council II um, directed the laity to fully participate, it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean that you are singing along, but you can fully participate by entering into what you're hearing the choir. Absolutely. Sing. Yes, and by having such... Uh, by by us pouring our whole hearts into the music, we're allowing the laity, and I guess we're laity too. So we're allowing our fellow our fellow students and teachers to experience God in a new particular way. Um, and beauty does have such a way of moving hearts that nothing else can. I guess if you look at a piece of art or if you hear a beautiful piece of music, it it pierces your heart in a way because you're vulnerable to the beauty, um, and so it allows for deeper conversion in that sense too. So true. Okay, are we ready to queue up? What was the number that we were going to do first? Um, oh, Sacrum if you Convivium. have time for two of them, maybe an excerpt. The first one is well, Ave Verum, and then the second one is O Sacrum Convivium. Okay, okay we, we only have, have we two, have two minutes? minutes to the break. Let's uh, we can work one of them in. Sounds great. Let's do O Sacrum Convivium since that's the one we recently premiered. Sounds good. Oh. All right. <laughs> 